You're listening to Sobriety with Ari Eastman. Hey, that's me. Well, hello and welcome back to another episode of Sobriety with me, Ari Eastman. I am smack dab in a desperate housewife's hole again. I have fallen into a desperate housewife's hole and I cannot get out. If you have been listening to this podcast from the beginning, I think I talked about Desperate Housewives in my first episode because it was one of the shows that I would just watch like over and over again in early sobriety and actually seeing characters like Brie. Brie has a whole alcoholism arc. Uh, Those were really helpful for me, both in like recognizing that I needed to get sober and then just like seeing characters go through shit and get sober and struggle like I definitely was like damn I am being (laughs) seen in Desperate Housewives it's me and it's Brie we are just drinking so much wine that uh our garbage is always going clink clink but yeah I am re-watching the series I go back and forth between rewatching Desperate Housewives, rewatching Buffy, sometimes I'll throw in the OC. Uh, those are like my main ones. I mean, Friends is, you know, Friends is the classic, but at this point, it's not really like a series that I rewatch the way I did when I was little. Um, but those are the ones that I really like to keep in rotation. And um, man, sometimes I get into this, like, I get into this marathon of rewatching a show and it's like I don't want to do a goddamn other thing even sitting down to record this podcast I was like I gotta pause this episode of a tv show that I've seen five million times Ugh, my god um and I think that that's because when we rewatch something it provides us with comfort familiarity I think a lot of people with anxiety there's just something it's a self-soothing tactic to put on a show that we enjoy and we also know what's going to happen. And uh, yeah, I just can't sit with silence. I can't sit with my own thoughts. This is as close as I get to that. It is October, which is a month that I love, like I said last episode, despite it being the month my dad died. Sorry, dad. I love you. And I miss you desperately every single day of my life. But I love the spooky vibes. Not of his death but of Halloween and October. But, you know, it's getting really hard when October is like 90 degrees. And I know that I complain about it a lot. And a lot of people say, then move out of Los Angeles. And I say, that's not helpful. It's not helpful. You know what would be helpful? Come up with a plan to stop global climate change. Maybe instead of telling me, move out of Los Angeles if you don't like the sun. Why don't you get to work with Greta Thunberg and figure it out? But this is the new normal, as they say. Halloween. It is It is hell because it's hot as fuck outside. At least where I am. Where And if you have snow, I know that it's annoying. And I'm not asking for snow. I'm just asking for it to be like... I'm asking for a crisp 55 degrees when Halloween rolls around. Okay? I will even... I'll make do with 60 but this like high 80s 90s it's a joke it's a joke 
But I'm not laughing. I'm crying. And I'm rewatching Desperate Housewives because it's making me depressed. My little depressy episode is coming on up again. Thought she was, thought it was good. I was like, oh, 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 we're feeling good. Oop, oop, we're being social. We're doing lots of stuff. Oh my God, we're being productive. The fall weather is around the corner. And then it said, nah, bitch. You better watch Desperate Housewives because it's 92 degrees. I'm also going to commit the cardinal sin of telling you about a dream I had. Uh, I know that it's so boring when people talk about their dreams, but I have really vivid dreams, okay? (laughs) My dreams are interesting. And I had this dream. (sighs) I won't bore you with the, the, I don't know what happened then. I don't know what happened then. Because, you know, so many dreams are like surrealism and they don't really make sense and there's not a lot of connective tissue in dreams. Here's the main point of my dream. There was a lobster that crawled out of a bag and then it started talking and it was a talking lobster. And we were kind of all freaked out. And so we put it in the backyard and it was like tapping on the glass with its little pinchers being like, hello, let me back in. And it was kind of flirting with me. So that was strange. And I was talking to my friend being like, what could that mean? What could this talking lobster dream mean? And then I remembered when I was a kid, there was this kind of these, it wasn't a book series, but there were these books that I remember getting with my dad and they came with cassette tapes So you could listen to them and they would talk about an animal. Um, And there was one that I think it probably took place in like Maine maybe. And it talked about lobsters and lobster men fishing or I don't know. It was like something about lobsters. And I was like obsessed with the lobster in the story. And so I ended up getting, I don't know if it was part of the book, if it was purchased separately, but... I had this cold, hard, plastic toy, like like life-size in the shape of a lobster. Like it looked, it looked exactly like a lobster. It wasn't like cutesified or anything. It looked like what a real lobster looks like. And it was like hard and plastic. And I loved it. And I named it Nicey because it was a nice lobster. And I would like sleep with it. It was, it had a cold hard plastic claws and I would cuddle with it at night and and I was just obsessed with this lobster and I was like that's so weird I I forgot about that that I had some like weird moment with lobsters (laughs) that would snuggle with Nicey the lobster and that then I have this dream about this talking lobster so then my friend and I were like researching what could it all mean okay a lot of the websites were like, you're dreaming about eating lobster, which lobster does taste good. I'm so sorry, Nicey. Okay, so then my friend sends me this, which it is from like whatismyspiritanimal.com, which I can't remember where we landed on that. I feel like it, that, that's, it's like kind of, it's problematic, right, for white people to be kind of co-opting um, indigenous practices as like you know, spirit animals and stuff like that. I mean, we've definitely moved past calling people our spirit animals. God, that was so embarrassing. That was like peak millennial, like, you know, blah, blah is my spirit animal. You are my spirit animal. It's like, ew, God. And I'm sure I did that. (laughs) I'm sure I'm guilty as charged, you know? But anyway, this says, if you haven't had the opportunity for sexual expression recently, lobster spirit animal is a wonderful ally Everyone needs companionship and intimacy. And while you not be, while you might not be as um, lasci- uh, lascivious, lascivious, that's like sec- 
lascivious showing sexual desire lewd uh, lustful yeah lustful okay as you so you might not be as lascivious as your animal guide it is long past time to put yourself back out there okay mom damn so basically my my lobster is showing up in my dream being like girl you better go get some go out there from the beyond nicey is shouting at me use it or lose it pivot from that but thinking about other things I did as a child. I did not have imaginary friends that were humans. Like, I only had imaginary pets. And mind you, I had real pets. It's not like I was deprived of animals in my life, you know? Like, if anything, college was really weird for me because it was the first time that I did not have a dog or a cat sleeping in bed with me. And I am very weird about my bed and sleeping in beds with people. I said it before, I say it again. It makes me uncomfortable. And I, I don't know why. I'm not someone who's uncomfortable with physical intimacy, like, you know, in a platonic way either. Like, I'm a hugger. I'll show my friends my boobs. No big deal, you know? Bodies are bodies. But I have always struggled to sleep well if there is another person in bed with me, unless it's like literally my mom. And that has got to be some sort of biological thing. Like, I slept in her womb. She's the only other place I have, I have slept outside of the physical realm. With everyone else, I am hyper aware and I am a bad sleeper, I'm a light sleeper. I basically wake up every hour. Uh, so I get weirded out knowing that I'm awake but another person is asleep right next to me. It just makes me feel truly alone in the world. But anyway, this isn't Mayo Sleep Clinic, okay? But having a dog or a cat in bed with me is instantly comforting because that's like what I had my entire life. So. No, my weirdo little ass didn't make up an imaginary friend. No, I made up two imaginary cats. One named Lettuce and the other, my main one, Lecta, which is just a random word that I made up. And I remember like visually Lettuce was a black cat, which we had. And then Lecta was a tabby cat, which we also had. So like what I just was, I, I just such a little old cat lady that I needed to bring my cats everywhere. So on the playground, you know, I don't have my actual cats. Don't worry. Lettuce and Lecta are here. <laughs> don't worry about it. Have I told this before? You know the problem with having a solo podcast that's very impromptu a lot of the time? Is I literally don't remember what I've said and what I haven't said. And, you know, I only got so many stories. And I'm sure I repeat them. And I get deja vu a lot when I record this podcast. And I'm like, did I say that before? I have like really bad memory of what I have told to people, but I'll never forget a face, ever. I'll never forget a face. I mean, unless I met you when I was blacked out drunk. Then I'll just f feel sort of like eerie around you. I'm like, I can't place this face, but I feel like I should. Ooh, happy Halloween. Uh, I'm begging the weather to get colder. Like, I just, please. I'm on my hands and my knees begging. <sighs> anyway, that's really all I got. I'm going to go back to Desperate Housewives now. And we're going to see what other crustaceans maybe pop up in my dreams tonight. But let me know if you have any other thoughts on what that dream could mean. Um... I should mention that there were the two two people who were in it were are also loved ones who are dead. So, um, so maybe it really is nicey from the beyond. 
you know, it's a portal to the afterlife. All right. Well, I <laughs> love you so much. Oh, and my mom is coming into town. So we'll see if we can wrangle her into an episode, um, hopefully, because that would be fun. And it's always easier when I have another person to bounce things off of. Ah. All right. Love you guys. Bye. Bye.